Good morning, everyone. I missed you all. Oh, you're so much better than the last Mass. Last Mass, nobody ever was like, I'm sure you did miss us. Nice to know that someone cares. Today we have a, a small task. Today is the Feast of Corpus Christi. And so today we have the Eucharist, which is the heart of the church. And it's Father's Day, and I have to tie all that together, no problem. We'll see how that goes. The key word for us today is communion. That's the absolute key, and we're going to talk about that. It, Paul uses that word in our second reading twice, and we're going to break that open in a minute. But first I want you to think, have you ever been excommunicated? Not just by me after Mass, right? When I'm like, you're out, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean from any relationships in your life, right? Excommunication, right? Communion means that we're in an intimate relationship with someone. And excommunication means that you're, you've broken that relationship, right? That's what it is. So the Holy Land was great. I missed you all. I prayed for you at every place we went at the sites of our redemption and uh, I got excommunicated in the Holy Land by a group of teens. And they're sitting right here. They wanted me to jump into the Sea of Galilee at like 10 p.m. And I had promised them that I would. And then I failed to do so. And so I was excommunicated the rest of the trip. So good to see you guys. And Mr. Dalton jumped in, so he made me look bad. But we, that happens sometimes. And on a more serious level in our lives sometimes, we have relationships that fall apart, that get broken. And that's, if you've experienced that, that's one of the most painful things you can go through. It breaks our hearts. It isolates us. It's hard for us to know what to do with that. And when I was thinking about that, I remembered that movie. Have any of you seen the movie Into the Wild? This means yes. This means no. Okay, none of you have seen it. Okay. Well, I'm going to ruin the ending for you. Um, it's a great movie. You actually, you really should see it. It's a hard movie, but it's, it's based on a true story. And the main character, Christopher McCandless, he has a lot of wounds in his life. And so he decides to leave behind everything, to leave behind his family uh, and everything he's known. And he literally uh, donates all of his savings to charity and he hitchhikes to Alaska. And he has something like, I think he had like a pound of oatmeal and one rifle with him. And he went and lived in the wilderness. And it's, just, it's a powerful movie to watch. And there's a book that John Krakauer wrote too that it's based off of. But it's a movie about human relationships. It's not ultimately about the wild. It's about what does it mean to be a human? And he was so wounded by his family and by all the things that had happened in his life that he said, I'm better off away from society to be in the splendor and the isolation, the solitude of the wilderness. And it's beautiful. And he finds peace and quiet there. But he realizes when all that he's found, everything he's found, all these great things, he realizes, though, that something is missing. And at the end of his life, he died in the wilderness. You still have to watch the movie. But at the end of the, his life, he was reading a book. He was reading Dr. Zhivago. And he underlined, we have his true story, 
when they found his body, they found this book that he read right at the end of his life. And he underlined this in the book, one of the last lines. It says, so it turned out only a life similar to the life of those around us, merging with it without a ripple, is genuine life. And that an unshared happiness is not happiness. An unshared happiness is not happiness. And he wrote in the margin of that book, before he died, about three months is the best guess that people have out there. He just wrote in the margin, he said, happiness is only real when it is shared. Isn't that true? If you think of the best moment of your life, I've had very few people ever say to me, you know, if you say, hey, what was the best moment you've ever had in your life? It's hardly ever someone says, it's when I was all alone, right, crying in my room. <laughs> no one says that. The most profound moments of our life, the best moments of our life, brothers and sisters, are moments we share with each other. We have a word for that. That word is communion. Communion means a sharing of hearts, a sharing of life. It's what bonds people together. It is that bond. Okay, so what does this have to do with Corpus Christi? Before we jump right to that word communion, I want you to think of one more thing. And I want to read to you a passage from the letter to the Hebrews. Why did Jesus come? So many people, you know, we can answer, or you ask someone, why did Jesus die? And we usually have some pretty good answers. People will say, well, he died to take away our sins. That's true. Listen to this passage in Hebrews. It says, Jesus suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp. Okay, it seems like a small point. Jesus was crucified outside Jerusalem. Why does that matter for the letter to the Hebrews? Because that means excommunication. Sin breaks relationships. That's what it does. That's why sin's bad. Sin's not bad just because you broke a rule. Sin's bad because it breaks relationships. Jesus, here in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13, is being compared to the scapegoat. In the book of Leviticus, the high priest confesses the sins which break relationships onto a goat and sends it outside. Excommunication means you are outside communion. And here's my point. Jesus, that was supposed to be you. That's my point. Your sin and my sin, that cuts us off from God. It excommunicates us. That's what sin does. And Jesus took that on himself. And though he was perfect, he was excommunicated. Why? So that you might have 
The Eucharist is the heart of the church. In our second reading today from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul says, the cup of blessing which we bless, right? The chalice at the altar. Is it not? Sometimes lectures get it wrong. Mike got it right. Good job. Some lectures sometimes will say, it is not. And I'm like, you just said the exact opposite of what Paul says. But he says, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? That word participation in the Greek, you know, you couldn't get through without the Greek. That word in Greek is koinonia, which most literally translated means communion. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a communion in the blood of Jesus Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? You see, Jesus doesn't just want you guys to avoid sin. He wants you to have a life that is shared with God. And if all of us know, right, just like Christopher McCandless says, right, that happiness is not real unless it is shared, salvation is a life shared in perfect love with God. And so literally, Jesus Christ died so that you would have communion. And the Eucharist is the beginning of that on earth. Now, one more theological point I want to make about that. The New Testament's written in Greek, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. The, the, we're talking about the Greek word koinonia, communion. The Hebrew equivalent of that is the word this habara, which you wouldn't even know if I was making that up because none of you speak Hebrew. Um, but I asked, uh, our last mass, we actually have a Hebrew professor. I was like, this is so embarrassing. What if I pronounced it wrong? Um, but habra in the Old Testament is used. We see that word communion used in the Old Testament, but it's never used between human beings and God, ever. It's only used between human beings. And so for the Old Testament, here's how Pope Benedict says it. I've got like all these books today. Here's how Pope Benedict says it. He says, For us, it is important to note that the Old Testament knows nothing of any communion between God and man. The New Testament is this communion in and through the person of Jesus Christ. If you're going to understand what happens at this altar, brothers and sisters, when you receive the Eucharist, do you have any idea what a gift you receive? It was impossible before Christ became man. In the Old Testament, people could obey God, they could follow him, they could worship him, but they could not have communion Today in John 6 in our gospel, Jesus says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides, right? That word, menane in the Greek, abide. It means to make your home in someone. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. 
There is no Christianity without the Eucharist. Because Christianity is the communion of human beings with God himself. That's why today, brothers and sisters, is at the heart of our faith. At the very center. And I hope you desire that. My, my great desire for you, I was praying in my holy hour this morning, and I just had this peace. I just thought, Lord, that's what I want. That's what I want in life. I don't want to just know about you. I don't want to just, you know, I don't know, have cool hair. I want to have communion with you. Jesus, I can handle celibacy. I can handle loneliness. I can handle trials and difficulty if I truly have communion with you. Finally, this morning, Father's Day, right? It's tough to like do all at once, but fathers, I just want to challenge you. You are called to be instruments of communion. More important than your children getting good grades, more important than your children, I don't know, having a bright future or having their rooms clean. All those things are good and fine. You are put in their lives so that they might have communion. You are an image of God the Father to them. And if you have communion with your kids, right, if they know that you love them unconditionally, you can become an image of God the Father who desires communion with us. And so Jesus today Lord, we bless you, we praise you. And Lord, we're in wonder of the incredible gift of the Eucharist. Jesus, we thank you that you died outside the gate, that you died excommunicated so that we could have communion. And Jesus, we beg you through this altar, through this sacrament, Lord, may we truly have fellowship, communion, and life through your body and blood.